I have the privilege um, on this recording of my story to um, uh, introduce Stacy Walden. And most of y'all probably know from our church who that is. She's precious. Um, and for those that don't know, she's a dear friend of mine who um, exudes joy and confidence. She is precious. And she is as authentic and as real as they come. Mm. And I love you for that. And I'm thankful for that because it's a big deal to me. And so I'm so excited for you to share what God has for you. I cannot wait to hear what he has, uh, what you have for us uh, today. So I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to let you share. Well, thank you. You're I'm, welcome. I'm over here blushing now. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate those kind words. Well, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Stacy Walden. And I'm married to Travis, and we have four awesome, beautiful kids. Yes, they are. We've been going to Auburn Heights for, I think, a little over three years now. Wow. And I know it's hard to, I know, yeah. hard to believe that, but um, we love it here. And yeah, we have four kids that are um, very close in age, mm-hmm. so we're very busy, and we have a lot of fun. Um, we have a dog named Misty, a cat named Turkey. That was named by Vivian. Yes. And, um, yeah, we, uh, um, I'm a stay at home mom Mm -hmm. and, uh, I run on coffee and Jesus (laughs) (laughs) as most of my mom friends out there are running on the same. (laughs) But today I'm, man, I'm so excited to share about God and, um, just this experience of writing out my story. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever written it out. You know, I've told it, but. Just taking the intentional time to just sit down and write it out, man, I was just overwhelmed by God's love. He's just, he's so good. Even in the parts of my story that weren't good, man, he's good. (laughs) So today, I'm going to be talking about Romans 8, 28. Okay. Um, And that verse is, and we know that all things, (laughs) all things work together for good. To those who love God, Amen. To those who are the called, to those who are called according to His purpose. Um, I like this is the Passion translation. It says, "So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good, mm. for we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His design purpose." Mm. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Continually woven together yeah, that's good. for good. So, yeah, there have been um, parts of my life that weren't always good. And so sometimes when people hear this verse, they're like, God works all things for good, right? And as Christians, we're like, you know, God's good. If I follow God, or I'll speak for myself. Growing up, um, I just believed, hey, if I follow God, my life equals good. Mm. Everything's going to be good. Um, of course, I was young and, yeah. you know, wasn't raised in church, so. That was my limited um, knowledge of God. Um, so today, I'm going to be talking about um, basically my story and those snippets of my story where God, even though some things weren't good, man, He was always there. Yeah, yeah, he always worked it out for good. Amen. And so, um, something that the Lord has been speaking to me <clears throat> on is, you know, we live in a very seen world, and there's an unseen world. And so, to the seen world, good is like. Um, health and wealth, worldly things, right? Right. But um, when God says he uses all things, mm. he's talking about mm. the suffering, the pain. Mm. Um, he's talking about the good 
everything um, to accomplish his purpose for us. And, and that's to, to transform us to look like Jesus. So some of the good things that he's doing, you know, to the world, they're like, these aren't good things, sweetheart. <laughs> these things that are happening to you are not good. But I'm like, man, yeah, they're good because yeah. I am Amen. developing a firm foundation, yes. core strength, unshakable foundation, faith in the Lord that nobody else can take away. Amen. So I am grateful for how he is transforming me to look more like him. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with my story, and um, I'll start when I was a little girl. Like I said, I didn't grow up in church. Um, yep, that's something you and I have in common. Yes, we've yep. talked about okay. that. <laughs> um, and I was self-conscious about that because mm-hmm. most of my friends, yep. you know, their families went to church, but um, my, my parents were great parents, and my Amen. dad worked and mm-hmm. a lot of things. So there are reasons why we, why we didn't go, but um, I did get to go to preschool and kindergarten at a church. So... God was looking out for me. He was like, you don't have to be raised in church. Like, I will find you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he did. He found me there. And I really feel like that's where I got a good, firm foundation. And then there were sweet elderly ladies that would pick me up and take me to church. I wish I remembered some of their names. And I doubt that some of them are still living. But I'd love to just thank them personally. Um, I know God is Mm -hmm. thanking them in heaven in a different way. But yeah, so um, it's interesting. Recently, um, I was talking to my mom, and she also didn't grow up going to church, but the same thing happened to her. Some neighbors would pick her up and take her to church, and she said, I loved it so much Mm -hmm. that on the days they didn't, I would just walk to church. Wow. And so I just thought, man, that's so cool how God was madly pursuing us. Mm -hmm. You know, he found us, and he found people to come get us, Mm -hmm. to bring us to him. Amen. Um. So, you know, my dream was for my family to all go to church. I would, the church I did go to is a Baptist church and they had a little bulletin board and it had all the family pictures of everyone who had been like new to church or dedicated or baptized. Yes. And I would always walk by and be like, that's going to be my family one day. Yes. And um, one way that God's worked that out for good is like, I have an Auburn Heights church family now. Amen. I mean, oh gosh, I can't even describe how good they are to me. So good. They just, when my kids are sick, they drop off food. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wrap around me. I had been praying for a church like that. Mm-hmm. When Travis and I first started coming here, there was potluck after potluck. <laughs> we <laughs> Must eat. have put on 20 pounds. We eat. <laughs> but man, it was just like, it was a family. <clears throat> yes, it's a family. That It's just a different level of family that you've never experienced. Yes. And God mm-hmm. gives you a church family to fill in the gaps that, maybe your family can't feel, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's why we have our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we're all a family together. So, yeah. um, So I had great parents, good family, and... um, Excuse me. I had um, an awesome brother. He and I were very close. We were supposed to go to college together. It was my senior year, and um, my world became turned upside down. I lost my brother Skylar to suicide on August 5th of 2006. He was 21. I was 18. My life was forever changed. We were very close. I would call him. He would call me, you know, if we were having relationship issues or just, you know, needed a shoulder to cry on. We were that close. Yeah. 
and he always had my back and I always had his. So that hit me pretty hard, yeah. especially because I was, we were supposed to, we were about to go off to college together. We already had a place and everything. And so I thought, oh, I can't go. I can't go without him, you know? And I prayed and um, talked to the Lord and felt like I was supposed to. And actually at my brother's funeral, a girl who I had knew, but, you know, we had been around each other. She came up to me and she said, hey, um, I'm going to the same college and I'm looking for a roommate. Do you want to be my roommate? And her brother had also um, taken his life to suicide also. So I had someone wow. to walk with me yeah. <laughs> through the fire. And um, and and the Lord just, he knows who we need and when we need him. So, Amen. So um, even though this was not a good thing in my life, God, I mean, he still wove that, wove good things together through that. And so I didn't know, but um, my dad wasn't a Christian before that. And so mm-hmm. when um, the pastor came to talk to us about my brother's funeral, he stopped and just said, I just need to make sure, do you guys know Jesus? <laughs> do you love him? <laughs> you know? And my dad said, oh, I don't, I don't think I've ever given my heart to the Lord. Wow. And so right there in our house on that couch, my dad gave his heart to Jesus. And I thought, wow, God, you're so good. Like, yeah. this isn't good, but you're so good. I, my dad is, you know, now a Christian. And that was, again, one of my dreams, you know. <laughs> and so um, we started going to church together and, um, Probably like three or four months later, a great aunt passed away, and she was a strong lady. She had had her funeral like planned out for years, and her speaker was coming down from Atlanta, one of her former pastors. So we did not know her pastor or anybody that was speaking at the funeral. You know, it was predestined long ago. So we're sitting at her funeral in the same funeral home that we were just at with my brother three or four months ago. You know, it's difficult, and... Mm -hmm. Um, she's doing the service and she just looks very uncomfortable and stops and says, I am so sorry. This has never happened to me before, but I have to stop. God has a word for someone and I like, I have to share it. And so we're all on the edge of our seats, you know, and, um, I had never had any encounter or experience like this before. Um, so she stops and she says, someone here has lost someone recently and they're wondering if they're in heaven and God says they are. Wow. And wow. so me and my parents just looked at each other and we just started crying. And every, honestly, everyone turned to look at us because they mm. knew it was about my brother. Stacy. So that was just, God knows. He knows. He knows what we need to hear. He knows like where the enemy's barking at us. And, you know, my dad was a new Christian. And I think one of the things that was probably hard for him was like, I'm a Christian and I'm going to heaven, but like, am I going to see my son again? Like, God, are you, sure. are you good? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, and you have people that say, oh, well, you know, suicide equals hell, yeah. like yeah. all the stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're, our wheels are spinning. So to get that confirmation yeah. and to know like, he's in heaven. Um, and he had given his heart to Jesus when he was, I think maybe 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, so just to have that confirmation in that, in that dark time, man, God, again, again, he, Wove it, wove it for good. Yeah, and I say this a lot, and I don't want to, but the details. Yeah. Like who he sent every time, like so far where you are, everybody that he sent, mm-hmm. the young lady, the roommate, yeah. the pastor for your dad, yeah. the speaker, 
like in every, he is good. He's so and he good. does work out those things because his master plan mm-hmm. and it's for the good for him. It's, but it's for our benefit. It's for his glory, but for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. That's he, amazing. He's the, he's such an intentional God. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I have just, when I wrote my story, I just realized, wow, God has been madly pursuing me and he's been such a gentleman in seasons for me, <laughs> but I'm just so, man, I'm so grateful. There's, Amen. um, another, a cup, another couple ways that, um, God was good just during that really difficult time with my brother. Um, I had a lot of guilt, obviously, you know, me and my brother were close and I was completely shocked that, you know, he would take his life and. You know, I knew he was going through things, but I just, I was like, that's not on the table, you know. And um, a few months before he passed, he was going on a beach trip and he'd invited me and I wanted to go, but there was another group of my friends that were going to a Braves game and I thought, oh, I love the Braves, and but I love my brother in the beach. And um, I said, I don't think I'm going to go this time. I think I'm going to go to this. Well, you know, I didn't even end up going to the Braves game or the beach and uh, you know, after he passed, I thought that would have been our last trip together. And man, I just, mm. that one was a hard thing to sit with. You know, when you lose someone, you got things that you're like, Lord, oh, I, I can't even, it's so hard to go there. I need you to heal that. So I did. I um, That's one thing that the Lord has, you know, showed me is be intentional with me to heal and girl, I'll heal you. Amen. You know, I'll heal all the hurts. I'll give you the answers you need. Just come to me. Yeah. So I did. I had an inner healing session and, you know, I, I sat there with Jesus and I said, I, I'm really hurting about this. And I, I feel like he was, you know, yes, he went with friends, but he was alone. I didn't get to go with him. And the Lord gave me a vision. Hey, like your brother wasn't alone. And he showed me my brother walking on the beach and the footsteps next to him where God was walking right beside him. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that's what I needed to heal from that. And mm-hmm. He was like, Stacy, even if you weren't there, I was. That's right. Amen. And I'm good. And I, I was with him. He was never alone. Yeah. Amen. And so that just, I don't know, that just really, really helped me mm-hmm. heal that, heal that hurt. Um, another really awesome thing is um, that I feel like is a good thing that came out of this is uh, my firstborn son, Nolan, is Nolan Schuyler. So I got to name my firstborn son after him. And it's so funny there. There's so many characteristics about them that are so alike. <laughs> They're so silly. They make some of the same faces. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, they're both super artistic. No one loves art and mm-hmm. creating and building things. And I remember playing Legos with my brother and now I'm playing Legos with Nolan. Yeah. And so there's just, yeah. you know, this yeah. dichotomy of like, well, this reminds me so much of yeah. Skylar. And it's funny because um, Canaan literally looks just like him. <laughs> so wow. I have these pieces of him, even though he's not here. God's so good. He gave me back pieces of him, you know? So I just, those are, again, some snippets from pieces of my story where God's woven things together for good. Um, So, yeah, I lost my brother, and that was hard. And, um, you know, it was a that season after that. And, you know, you go through ups and downs when you go through hard things. And I'd love to say I ran straight to Jesus, but it didn't. It didn't happen just like that. So, um, but again, God was patient and um, waited for me to come back. And 
Um, so I would say it, it took me a long time to turn around the car, but I'd turn it around back to Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you said that, though. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times we'll share and it sounds, you know, like it just all happened. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd like to say that even though God was giving me all these awesome things and showing me these things, you know, that I, you would think that I would have ran closer to him, but, you know, life happened and, you know, you're in high school, going to college and just life happens. And, yep. but I always, I always felt Jesus, you know, like Holy Spirit conviction. It was always there. So, um, you know, as I'm turning my car around, I meet Travis, mm-hmm. my husband now, and, um, we met and started dating and, um, we both together realized like, we love Jesus and we need to like whip this car around a little faster and like really, you know, head back to Jesus. And, um, so we, um, so we did that together Amen. and, um, that was awesome. And he really, he really challenged me and my faith in a good way, like grew me a lot and, um, was like, this is what the Bible says. And, you know, and I'm like, I learned so much from him, you know, through that process. And, um, so, met Travis and then I um I got my bachelor's degree, worked on my master's degree, um, got my master's in counseling, um, because that's just always been a passion of mine and I knew I wanted to help hurting people, you know. Um, um and right after I graduated, the hard part about the counseling program was I'm counseling people of all different walks of life and, you know, and again, this is just my story. This is not for everybody. But it was so hard for me to sit across from someone and counsel them without Jesus. So I was, I really struggled. Yeah. Like it was great. But at the end, I like was like, Stace, what are you going to do? Because you are selling somebody something. Yeah. That, wow. And again, I'm not saying, you know, that people can't pick up things. I, I mean, counseling is great. Like yeah. I'm obviously in the counseling field. I love, I love I it. Know, I identify with what you're saying. Just in education. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard when you can't include mm-hmm. Jesus and, you know, with some people you can and <clears throat> yeah. certain times you couldn't. And I just knew that um, God was, God is the only thing that mm-hmm. could heal my heart. And I was like, I had this key and this answer to unlock something, but I couldn't yeah. give it to people. And yeah. so I really struggled with that. And um, See, and I had little ones, so I did. But I could see like with adults, yeah. you because know, yeah. you do have truth. Right. And I'm not giving you truth. I am, but I'm not giving you the truth. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I could see that being hard. It Ugh. was really hard. Um, so I prayed and really drew back close <clears throat> to God and was like, all right, Lord, I mean, I'm graduating and I got to grow up and I got to pick a job and I don't want to pick the wrong one. And, right. um, and the church I was going to at the time was involved with Teen Challenge a lot. And I had met a lady in our Bible study who was working with Teen Challenge and, um, so that was God had laid Teen Challenge on my heart. And I thought, okay, I'm not really sure, you know, why you're giving that to me. Like, I'm, I'm in counseling and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know, are they even hiring? So I, I, I went to three different interviews. And one was like a really good, like comfortable job with retirement, working for a university, you know, like it would have been, it would have been nice. <laughs> retirement, all that, you know. Yeah. Um, and nothing <clears throat> against that. Like, that's awesome. And I was like leaning towards that, like, yeah, that, that would be something really nice that I'd like to have. And then, um, another one was kind of like a ministry, you know, like, Hey, this, your pay is not great, but you'll make a difference in these kids' lives. And I'm like, okay. 
And then the other one was with Teen Challenge in Canada. Yeah. And let me just tell you this. I do not like the cold. <laughs> and um, there were s- several little never statements that I had made to God. And he's pretty hilarious because most of those never statements like, oh, never date an army guy. Well, my husband was in the oh, army right. and I ended up marrying him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I said, oh, I never live anywhere cold. Like, no. And so it was just, God has such a sense of humor. So this job became available in um, Canada, or I would say, you know, job opportunity. And so I'm sitting there with these three things and I'm like, okay, Lord, which one, which one? Mm. And I go and talk to a professor and I'm telling him and I'm like, yeah, but the Canada thing's out. Cause I'm like, I'll never live anywhere cold. And we keep talking and he goes, I wonder why you keep saying that's not an option when, when you talk about it, that's the one you light up the most about. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know, it is kind of, it would be kind of an adventure to move there. So, um, you know, I'm glad that he could see yeah. him being the counselor. He was like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. I just got to share yeah. with you. So I went home and prayed about it and um, got an email because um, I, I actually approached the lady at my church that, you know, was with Teen Challenge. And I said, hey, I don't know. God has put Teen Challenge on my heart. And um, so she said, I'll just send out some emails and see if anybody needs anything. And um, she said she sent out an email and got one immediately following that said, hey, we were literally just praying for a woman to come to our women's center to do like counseling and teaching for our women. So this is a God thing. So she called me back and she said, Hey, like, you know, um, this is a God thing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And so, um, like I said at first, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be cold. And, and they didn't really like tell me much about where I'd be living or like, it was really like, um, like I trusted them, yeah. but it was really like, Hey, we'll pay you a stipend. They didn't tell me how much, um, <laughs> we have a place for you to live. Like it's all going to work out. Like it's good. And so when people would ask me, oh, so you're graduating, where are you going to work? I'm like, oh, moving to Canada, <laughs> working at Teen Challenge. They're like, oh, okay, well, where are you live? Well, they told me I have a place to live. You know, it just didn't, it was a God thing where people were like, oh, are you, are you sure, sweetie? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but I had crazy faith. I was like, yeah. nope, God, you said mm-hmm. this is it. You're, you're aligning everything. And it has been, it was one of the greatest adventures that I ever went on. I moved there. Um, they were awesome. I got to teach and counsel with some of the most amazing women that were um, recovering from drug and alcohol and all kinds of stuff. And man, you know, I'm counseling these ladies and I'm helping them, but man, they're also doing a work in me and God's doing a work in me. And, you know, I don't consider myself a teacher. So that was pretty comical too, that I'm teaching them about the Bible when I didn't grow up in church and like we're learning together. And it was just such a beautiful time. And um, God knew that, he knew my love language, I you know. Yeah. Um, one morning I woke up to, it was, you know, my time to come open up. And my, the key that I opened up was, was like an old skeleton key for a farmhouse. I mean, it was just this picture, perfect farmhouse with, we had pigs and garden. And I mean, it was just, it had all the things. So it was a great adventure. And um, like I said, I, I'm counseling these women and they're touching me too. So, yeah. but um, that time came to an end and, you know, I, um, Travis and I decided, you know, we would get married and get engaged. And so, um, when my, you know, time period there was up, I decided, okay, well, it sounds like everything's opening for me and Travis to get married and for me to be where he's at. So, um, I say goodbye to Canada and Travis and I got married in March of 2014. And, um, he at the time, because he's from California and I met him here in Georgia, he was in the military he had a, like a good job in the Bay Area. So 
um, I'm like, okay, well, I just finished this job and you've got a good job. They're like, I'll just move to California. <laughs> you know? Just, you're amazing me right now. Cause let me tell you, I've not been anywhere. <laughs> so you went from Canada to California. Uh, yeah. Okay. Keep going. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So I came back home for a minute, you know, packed up all my stuff. And I was just like, hey, I've done this before. I'll just do this again. You know, yeah. now God's moving me to California. Yeah, this gives me life. But I will tell you this, you know, it didn't all like the Canada thing. It just like unfolded this beautiful doors were opening. And Mm -hmm. but when Travis and I got married and I moved to California, it was kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doors were slamming shut. And so I'm like, man, Lord, you know, did I miss it? You know, and I was still really young in my faith. So I, I had this belief that if you missed your calling, like God had one calling. And if you missed it, then like that was it. (laughs) that was it. You missed your one shot. So, um, we get married, we're struggling, you know, newly married couple, we're struggling. Yeah. You know, I have my master's in counseling. I was just doing awesome ministry and counseling and I get to California and they're like, Oh, Hey, that national exam that you took, we don't actually accept that one here. We have a different one. So everything that I had worked for, like all the hours I had accrued in Georgia, like nothing would transfer to California. So I'm like, okay, so I get married. Marriage is really hard. Um, I have this degree that is um, pretty much non-transferable to California. Okay, so that shut. Um, I was doing awesome ministry. I'm in the Bay Area where um, I have no community. We're struggling to find a church. I don't have, you know, a lot of the people around me, you know, aren't believing Jesus. So I'm just thinking, I missed it, Lord. (laughs) I missed it. Yeah. And honestly, I started to believe that, like, maybe I wasn't supposed to marry Travis. Mm. Yeah. so that, that was hard. Um, but God was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a job. I struggled to find a job for a while, and I got one at a kid's camp. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm just singing songs with kids. And not, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, I have, you know, this degree in counseling, and I'm yeah. helping people. And now I'm, it was just a summer <clears throat> camp, you yeah. know. Um, and it was good, you know. Um, and God had a plan and a purpose in it because I met this girl there. Um, and... Didn't know it, but she was really struggling, and I felt so bad. I was in my flesh. Like, every time we'd have a break, I'd want to go sit in my car and just, like, talk to Jesus or read a devotion or, like, maybe even check out because it's yeah. loud and there's lots of kids. Sure. She, she would always be like, hey, where are you going on your break? Can I come with you? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sure. Sure. <laughs> but we spent a few breaks together, and she was just, you know, hey, mm-hmm. like, tell me about yourself. And mm-hmm. I thought, and um, she had shared that she was bisexual. And she wasn't, you know, not trying to pursue me or sure. anything like that. Yeah. You know, she was just, she shared her belief system and I shared mine, you know. And so um, I, you know, was like, hey, we're just, you know, I'm just going to share my story. Yeah, I wasn't trying to like lead her to the Lord, to be honest. I wasn't like, I need to change, you know, I need yeah. to preach or teach. Like, I'm just like, hey, we'll just be people having our break. And I'm, you asked me my story. I'm just going to share it. Which is why when we started, I said... That's what I love about you, because you're authentic and you're real. Well, I was very real with her. I shared my story and about my brother and just how God had picked me up and dusted me off so many times. And that was that. Like, I really didn't think anything would come of it. I wasn't trying, like I said, and um, to lead her to the Lord or anything. And then one day um, we were going to meet to go to do something. And she said, um, hey, I'm sorry I was late. I actually went to church. (laughs) And I said, oh. And she said, yeah. She said, I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. But like you shared your story. Wow. 
And I just needed to, I just felt like I needed to go. I needed to see for myself. And she was like, so thank you. Wow. And she joined like a college youth group and gave her heart to Jesus. And I'm like, in awe, like, Lord. Yeah. Is this why you brought me to the kids camp? Like, I never, ever would have guessed, you know, any of that would have unfolded. And so my time, you know, became up at the youth camp and Travis and I were struggling in the Bay Area. So we decided, you know, we needed to be closer to some family. So we moved up to Northern California to be around his parents and our aunts and uncles. And we had a really awesome aunt and uncle that were like, hey, you just need to come up here, spend some time at Bethel and Reading and heal. And we want to send you to this marriage conference and like, God's going to heal you guys. And this is going to be great. And and so I was like, all right, Lord, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> but at first, I was reluctant, to be honest. Um, have you, had, at that point, had you, ever, had you have ever heard of Bethel? I hope I said that right. Did you ever know about no. that ministry? Okay. Uh-uh. Other than, you know, from my aunt and uncle and then a sister-in-law who had been listening to some, like, Chris Valentin messages. Yeah, and, yeah. But I had no, like, again, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in church. I went to... um like mostly a Baptist church. Sure. And then one mm-hmm. Pentecostal church I went to, there was a lady running around and knocking people down. And so I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sure. yeah, what is that? Anything yep. that, um, like a spirit world was like, that stuff scares me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was afraid of it. So we get up to Bethel and, um, I had actually called the marriage conference and tried to tell them all the reasons why we shouldn't come. Like, <laughs> Hey, this is what's going on. Like, are you guys just going to try to sell me this? Like, hey, we're Christians and you're not supposed to get divorced. And, you know, and they were like, listen, just come. Like, God's going to do a miracle in your marriage. And, you know, it's just come. So, so we did. And we, we learned just so many tools too in life for just personal healing and just how to communicate with people. And like, you know, it helps with our children. I mean, we just, we learned some tools. We got a lot of great tools and so Travis got a job at Bethel um, in security, and um, I ended up getting a job in social work. And so that's another place where God was so good because, you know, I was supposed to have this counseling degree that, like, and it didn't work, but it actually, like, transferred over to social work. They were like, oh, you have a master's in counseling? Great. Come be a social worker. Wow. And come love on these families and these kids. And I'm like, okay, God, you're, you know. And that was through the church. No, this oh, okay. is actually through a um, a um, foster family agency. Got it. So my job was um, to be a social worker for youth that were aging out of foster care. Got it. That 18 to 21 that mm-hmm. were like homeless. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. California had just started a program. Like we realized that these kids are homeless. We need to extend their services to 21. And we need people to come and kind of teach them how to do life. <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, so again, I really feel like the counseling door kind of shut because God was like, like, I need to give you these skills, but it's going to really work great over here in social work. That's where you're like, you're a better fit. Um, so yeah, so we moved to Reading, um, started at Bethel. And when we got to Bethel, I mean, again, you know, I had gotten the word from the Lord about my brother, but like. Really, never many encounters with, you know, um, like prophetic words or different things like that. And we get to Bethel, and we are just like, we don't know anybody there. And we're just getting soaked by, like, you know, word after word about our marriage and what God's going to do. And I'm like, did somebody tell them? (laughs) How do they know? And they don't, you know, they don't know. They would stop us in the parking lot. I mean, you can ask Travis. It was like, I actually 
I know this is going to sound awful, but I was like, all right, Lord, <laughs> I get it, you know, <laughs> all right, that's a lot, you know. Um, and one thing that I hadn't learned was sometimes God um, gives you a word and it doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes you have to harvest that seed and you'll see that growth later. So, you know, we'd get this awesome word about our marriage and we'd go home and have a terrible fight. And I'm like, yeah, right, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, But little, you know, now, like years later, I'm like, man, God, you're right. All those words you were sowing in the ground, like they're harvesting. Like, Mm. and I wish I had known that then, you know, um, to just hold on to it. You know, take it to the Lord, hold on to it, mm-hmm. throw out the bad seeds, keep the good ones. What are that? Wait, you know, wait patiently wait. for the Lord. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, while we're there at Bethel, we meet Lonnie and Nikki, and that's how we get here um, later in the story. But um, God knew that I needed a a good friend, so he sent me Nikki, who was from Phoenix City, and I'm from <laughs> Columbus, and we meet in California. It's just listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen to me, Linda. Every single detail. And when you're saying, I was writing down my story and wow, I really, it, all right, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, I meet Nikki and we, um, we meet and we're like, we should go to the beach together. We don't know each other, but we're like, we need to go to the beach. So we go to the beach and we share our life stories and God's like, hey, I need, he knew that we needed to be partnering together in this journey yeah. and, and I needed a Southern friend because, you know, it's, we're a special breed and yeah. <laughs> you just needed. You are, we are a special breed, but. I wrote down here when you were talking brave and you're bold because, look, you went to Canada and California. <laughs> like, I'm still like, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to try. Like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would have done that. And how old were you at that time? I was 24. Okay. I think. That's a no. <laughs> that's a no for me. We keep going. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Do you feel that? You don't seem fearful to me. Well, you know, to be to be able to do that at twenty four, I mean yeah, that, yeah. And then hey, I'm then we're going to move to California, and then hey, we're going to go to Northern California, and hey, I'm going to like that. There, that gives me light. Like that's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, thank you. I think um, I would say that there are definitely things that I battle fear in, but when I feel like the Lord gives me a word or yeah. like direction, yeah. I'm like, You're okay, all God, like. Yeah, I may be afraid, but I'm holding on because, like you said, you're going to take me here, and this is what you have for me. So, I just love it. And I think the 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 further along in my story, I started to see like, okay, if you made that work, you'll make this work. Yeah. Okay, you fix that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can fix this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with that. Um. So yeah, <clears throat> I um I really feel like even though there were some hard moments in our marriage, and you know, and career wise, like. God just knew, you know, um, he knew, knew what I needed. So, um, one really cool story to wrap up kind of that, like California section was one morning I went to church and I was really struggling with that. Like, Hey, I missed my calling. And like, maybe I wasn't supposed to marry Travis. And I didn't even tell Travis that I didn't know how to tell him that. Um, and that was really something that I just kept inside to myself for sure. Um, and I was really like, really, my spirit was so grieved because all I wanted to do was what God had for me. And I'd seen how beautiful it worked out in Canada. And I thought, man, I, I missed it over here. So I go down the front, Travis and I go down the front for prayer. And this um, lady who wasn't even in the prayer line was sitting in a seat and she was, you know, we were waiting patiently and she was like, do you guys need prayer? Like, I'll just pray for you. And we're like, sure, I'll take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're hurting. I'll take it. Um, so she turned around and she carried so much authority 
Mm. I didn't know it. Um, I guess she was on staff there and just a powerhouse and just really gifted in the prophetic. And Mm. um, she said, you know, we didn't tell her any details because I, you know, um, was just like, all right, yeah, we need prayer for our marriage. And we're just hurt, you know. And she said, um, she looked me dead in the eye and she said, um, you think you've missed your calling. (laughs) And I'm like, and even the way she said it, that's the way I thought it. Mm. It wasn't like, you think you, um, like God had this for you. And no, she said it verbatim what was in my head. She said, you think you've missed your calling, but you haven't. Mm. She said, and God wants you to know, like you haven't missed it and it's going to be fun. And I just burst into tears because- I also had this this um, immature Christian belief that like, okay, I haven't missed my calling, but it's going to be burdensome. This martyr, like I have to yeah. share these hard things about my life and, you know, it's not going to be fun and it's going to be like heavy. So when she said, you haven't missed your calling and it's going to be fun. God knows that like, I love fun yeah. and yeah, I need fun do. and you adventure. Do. Mm-hmm. And so he was so good to yeah. not leave that part <laughs> yeah. out because when she said, you and haven't missed your calling. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I love fun, Lord. You're so personal. Like he's just he is such so a personal. personal. He he is such a personal God. Yes. Um, and then she said, "And you think you weren't supposed to marry Travis?" I'm not even kidding. She said that, and I even looked over it. I'm like, "Oh no, now he knows." <laughs> and I think that. And she said, "And you think you weren't supposed to marry Travis, but you were." Yeah. And she said, "You might have even had people that were skeptical, but like they're going to see what God is going to do in your marriage." And then she looked at Travis and she said. You know, you have a call to bring kingdom revelation to the next generation. And, you know, the enemy is mad about that. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot about what's going on here. And Mm so, man, that, I took that word and I held on tight through the ups and downs of that one. Because I'm like, all right, Lord, like I see what the enemy's trying to do here. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to hold on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and now I think it's cool because Travis is bringing kingdom revelation up in the youth group. <laughs> so I'm like, awesome, yeah. God, that word's coming yeah. to fruition. Um, and I'm so glad because my little boy's going up there now. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's going to be awesome. So then, um, you know, we spend our season in Bethel and it's, we have three kids, you know. Um, we have Nolan. Um, well, actually, right before Nolan, um, we had a miscarriage. So we have a, um, a Grace Rock Hill in Heaven. Um, then we had Nolan, then we had Vivian, then we had Zeke. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we're grieving from the miscarriage. We have all these kids back to back and we love them. And it's, you know, we're like, we need to be around family and I, you know, it's time to move back to Georgia, you know? So, um, we sell our house and it sells, um, for more than we paid. And, you know, God's so good. He's like, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have to take a loss and, I mean, no, he's so good, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and we decided to move back quickly and, um, we were still having, you know, like hard time, you know, still working through stuff. And, um, my dad said, Hey, um, you know, the house that you lived in in college, I've had it as a rental and I just put it up for sale. But if you guys want to come back and live in it, I'll just take it off the market right now. And so it had been on the market for less than 24 hours. So God knew, like, nope, I've got a house for you. Like, again, he just set everything up for us to come back. So we moved back to Georgia, and it's no coincidence. Lonnie and Nikki moved back at the same time because they lived in an RV on our property. Like, we had a little camp going. Um, It was fun. Just love it. (laughs) 
And so they got to move back at the same, like God was so good. He moved us back at the same time. And, um, what, what I've seen in God, God doing my life is like, he completes circles, you know, he finishes things out. Like I thought it was no coincidence that I'm moving back into my old house <laughs> yeah. where I started. It's like the circle came back around and, yeah. um, wow. and God has, has done so much in this house that we're living in. I mean, it was a strategic move. Like God is a strategic God. And people who say like, God is boring. No, God is not no, boring. He's not, not at all. <laughs> he's not like no. he is. He is very strategic. Um, so Travis and I moved back and we're like, okay, we've got, we both have stuff. Like we got to get free. We got to get whole. So we go on this like wholeness journey and um, God literally gives us a new marriage, like an upgrade in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We renew our vows. Um, he gives us Auburn Heights, this church family, <laughs> you know, um, we get pregnant with Cannon, mm-hmm. you know, our cannonball, our big yeah. bang. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> And and then we're close to my parents, and then Travis's parents decide to move to Georgia, and I I never thought that would happen. Like I'd always hoped and dreamed, but then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna come live in Georgia with you, like move from California to live with wow. us." So I'm like, "God, you're just you're so good." So yeah. um, so he strategically puts us in this house, and this is kind of where I'll <clears throat> like in my story about what God's doing right now. Um, the house that we live in is um on an interesting street, like. We have a lot of neighbors that come and go and are in rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I've seen the cops up and down our neighborhood a few times, you know. But um, I've never, like, felt unsafe, like, because I knew God put us here. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, God gives me this verse, you know, in Matthew 22. Um, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And with all thy mind, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 39. And I tell you, he has taught me so much about, about how to do that. Um, and I see, looking back in my story, the counseling degree, the social work degree, all the tools we received at Bethel, like everything, man, he is like really putting them to work in our neighborhood. Um, for example, um, our neighbors across the way, they, you know, have had seasons of ups and downs and we've been able to pray with them and help them. And one day, um, a little boy came over um, and I'll be honest, I was struggling as a mom, like a stay-at-home mom with like, how do I keep this fun and interesting? So every day at 10 a.m. I decided, we'll do snack and devotion. Why not? You know, you just start like <laughs> yeah. trying stuff. And so... Again, um, you know, a particular day, the, like, I'm just like, oh, do snack and devotion. Well, the little boy knocks on the door. He comes over, and I'm like, hey, it's 10 a.m. If you want to come over, you can't, but you, like, got to sit down and do snack and devotion with us. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. So we do snack and devotion, and I can't even remember what I was, like, I think I just kind of opened up the kid's Bible and just kind of mm-hmm. spoke on something. You know, I'm sure I was tired or <laughs> needed yeah. another cup of coffee. But um, sure. he sat down, and <clears throat> I... um we talked about giving our hearts to Jesus. Then I said, Hey, have you, have you ever given your heart to Jesus? And he said, no, I haven't. And I said, Oh, I said, well, no pressure. You know, if you want to today, this is what it looks like. This is what it means. Um, but that's, that's your decision. That's for you. And he said, yeah, like I want to do that. Wow. And I said, okay. Yeah. And then we got to talking and I said, Hey, like, is your, 
is your mom saved? Is your grandma saved? Like, oh yeah, my grandma's saved, but mm-hmm. I don't know about my mom. And he said, I'm going to go home and ask her. Wow. And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he does. And I, um, I can't remember if I wrote something down or gave him something like, like, Hey, if she isn't like, you can pray this with her. Like this is, you mm-hmm. know, cause I didn't want him to go and be like, Oh, she's not. And like, well, I want to give him some tools. Like, sure. Hey, if she isn't, yeah. you can do this. Yeah. Like you can do this with anyone. You can bring them to Jesus. You can be the light. So, so he came back and he was like, you know, my mom didn't like, she'd never given her heart to Jesus. And you know, what's funny is my grandma was, um, asked her that same question this morning. Wow. And, <clears throat> and now she's like, okay, this is God. <laughs> and, um, so I texted his mom later that day and I just said, Hey, I just wanted to share it. it was so sweet. Your son gave his heart <clears throat> to Jesus today. And, you know, I don't think this is a coincidence that he did and that your mom asked about it today. Like, I really see God pursuing you and like, you know, he's going to be a gentleman, but like, I really do see that he is coming after you in like a beautiful way. And so she called me on a break and she was crying and she was like, you're right. God's after me. And I just want to give my heart to Jesus. And, you know, thank you for sending. And it's crazy because I meant to send the text so many times and I kept forgetting. And it was late when I sent it, but it just happened to be at the right time when she was on her break at work and could read it. So again, God's timing is, God's good, you know. Yeah. He weaves it all together. So she gave her heart to Jesus and she needed, you know, some help in some areas of her life. And she surrendered and went and got the help she needed. Amen. And we were able to pray with Mm -hmm. her before she left and wrap around the family while she was gone. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just... (laughs) I mean, again, then you thought, thing. well, I'm just going to make it fun and do snack and devotion. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got interesting. Yeah, it got really interesting. And I was also <clears throat> grappling with like, okay, I'm a stay-at-home mom and that's an awesome job. But like, I have this degree sitting on a shelf Yeah. and I have this social work experience and for what? And God's like, I'm not, I'm strategic, Stace. I'm going to, you know, you're going to see what I can do in this neighborhood. Yeah. I put you in this house for a reason. So, um, Another cool story is one day a neighbor stopped. To, I was just out playing with the kids, and she stopped to talk. And I'll be honest, like, it was getting close to dinner, and I was like, oh, man, like, I really, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, we're going to chat. It's fine. Dinner will work itself out. And so we're talking, and she's sharing a difficult, you know, situation that she's in and some family stuff that's going on and how if she just had a car, it would just, man, be really awesome. You know, if I just had a car, this would just make all things better. And it's funny because um, we're in Donna Brad's Young Married couples group here at church and we had just done a Robert Morris um, financial mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. and he shared his testimony <clears throat> in times where he had given cars away and gotten cars and given his house. I mean, all mm-hmm. different. And I, and I thought to myself, that would be so awesome to be able to do one day. Like I don't, and I, I didn't have the faith. I was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that, but man, that would just be so yeah. awesome to give a car away one day. And um, so she says that and I'm thinking, Oh man, I could give her a car, you know, and like, I want to say maybe a week or so later, um, someone approaches us and says, Hey, I have this vehicle to give to you guys. Um, the Lord told me to give it to you. Like, you can't like, you can't say no, <laughs> like we're going to give it to you whether you want it or not. Yeah. You know, obey God loves you. Here's this vehicle. <laughs> wow. And I mean, it was awesome. And so, um, immediately I heard the Lord say, and now you're going to give away a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God, yeah. what? Yeah. You know, like, 
Okay, that's <clears throat> awesome. Um, so I went to Travis and, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, like, we're supposed to give this car to her. Like, we both knew it was her, you know, the person we're supposed to give it to, our neighbor. And so um, so we invited her over and her family and had a barbecue and we put the title in an envelope and the keys and we were like, hey, we just we need to give you something. And she's like, just burst into tears. And it's like, what is this? And we're like, God told us to give this to you. You know, like he loves you. And she just, you know, breaks. And she just, you know, I think sees like God, God pursues. Yeah. He hears your cries and he hears your needs. And, um, and he just met that for her, you know? Yeah. Um, and how awesome is it when we get to just kind of be a facilitator yeah. in a vessel of that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Um, um, so yeah. And, um, kind of end around here, there's been, um, you know, some last summer had probably like 13 kids at my house every day. Like God has just opened our door to just be a safe place for kids to come. And we've been able to, um, lead several different kids to the Lord and, you know, kids that are going through really hard times, some, don't have father figures and Travis has kind of jumped in there and taught him things. And I've been able to, um, I don't know, just together, obviously God has just, um, put us in that position to love on many families and bring many to church and we're still bringing some and it's been so good. And, um, he, um, he gave me this verse for, we're living in our neighborhood and our house is small. And I was like, Lord, we have four kids, a dog and a cat in this house. And, crowded and he gave me this first one day and it gave me a lot of peace about where we're at but um isaiah 61 mm-hmm. 1 through 7 the spirit of the sovereign lord is on me because the lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. And I'll stop right there. I know I said one through seven, but the oaks of righteousness. God told me one day, like, I have you here because I want you to rename these kids oaks of righteousness. Wow. I want you to, to help to partner with me to facilitate like raising up sturdy oak trees, you know? And so, um, it's funny cause that's what I call, call Zeke. Like God gave me that specific word for Zeke too, that he's an oak, a sturdy oak tree. And so when the Lord gave me this, you know, it just was near and dear to my heart. And I feel like that's what God has called us to do in this neighborhood is, you know, it's beautiful. And I like how in the passion translation, it says rename them oaks of righteousness. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, they're rewriting their story. And um, I would just say that it's just been beautiful, you know, um, to see that. So, again, God put us, you know, in this small house and, you know, on this particular street for to weave all things together for good. You yeah. know, I couldn't have <clears throat> I couldn't have done it, you know, any better. So um, what I love about this verse is there's such a great exchange like. He provides joy instead of mourning, you know, beauty for ashes. And um, throughout my story, he's given me like such a great exchange, you know, like 
hey, Stace, <clears throat> like you needed confirmation on this. Let me exchange that morning for some joy, yeah. you know? And so that's kind of where I want to leave is anyone who's listened to this and and thought like, oh, you know, my story's not good. Like, the, you know, I hear this verse, God works all things for good, but like he hasn't worked it for good for me. And um, I'm going through some mourning or I'm going through this or that. I just, I just want, I just challenge you to take some time to get alone with Jesus. And Amen. Just ask him to show you where he's been in parts of your story, because mm-hmm. he showed me a lot of places in my story that I had forgotten or hadn't didn't see, and and ask him what does he have in exchange for some of these heavy things that we're carrying? You know, yeah. I mean, every heavy thing that I've had, and I've said, "Here, Lord, take this. What do you have in exchange for this? <laughs> I know you're good." Yeah. And he's like, "I have joy, or I have this, or you know." He's just a God of goodness. And again, like maybe somebody gives you a word for your season and you're like, the opposite is happening. Like, hold Mm -hmm. on, Mm -hmm. please hold on, because I am seeing some words from five years ago just now start, like just now start to see the fruit of it. So um, I know, again, the world, you know, says good is like health and wealth. And, you know, someone says something and it happens right now. It's like fast food, you know, like Mm -hmm. you just go, you get it, you go. But like the unseen world doesn't always work that way. Right. And so. Because um, God sees the big picture. He knows yes. our future. And his desires for us as his children will be accomplished. Yes. That's yeah. that. Like everything that you've talked about, it's led you up to this point And you're able to pinpoint things and write things. And there's going to be more to come. Oh, yeah. That you'll think, oh, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. But his desires for us will be accomplished. Yeah. He's going to be glorified. And we just get to reap the benefits because we're his children. Yeah. And it's so funny because I knew you were going to talk out of Romans 8, 28, but I I have been studying Romans 5, 2 through 5. I don't know. Do you know this one? Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. All right. Not only that, but we rejoice in all our sufferings, mm-hmm. knowing that suffering produces character. Mm-hmm. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And I wrote down in my notes, what love, what love that you have for us, that you do this for us. And it goes back to what you said, you know, the things in and of itself are not fun. Sometimes those things are really hard. Mm-hmm. And grief and suffering is, but we have this hope, right? And then in your scripture where you have, um, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. He works for the good for those that love him. That's right. And because we love him, if you love somebody, you know them. Mm-hmm. Right? You know God. You know He's love. You trust Him. And so in those times, Stacy, where I've had the hardest time where I'm like, I don't, like, I know this to be truth, but you just hardly can breathe when you have difficult times like that. I have to say out loud, I trust you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Your will be done. Your will be done because it seems so, but I have truth. And I'm a firm believer that you study what you deem important. Mm-hmm. And you, cannot run, you can either run to the world or to the Father. You can't do both at the same That's time. Right. 
in every single thing that I've heard you say, you're always running to the Father. You're running to the Father. And those young men that you're bringing to church with you, I'm trying not to cry. (laughs) Because I see it. My little boy sees it. Right? Those are those things that that I believe when you and Skylar are doing life together, he was planning in you for these young men and for your boys. Like every single detail. I mean, it just is so good. Mm. And God is good. Another one I want to read really fast. Yeah. And then we'll let you finish. Um, it's an Isaiah. I put my grandma glasses on. Um, They're not grandma glasses. I love it. They're, They're actually kind of cool, aren't they? They're cute. <laughs> um, I make known the end. Okay, I'm in Isaiah 4610. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. Mm. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Mm. And I wrote that down. I will do all that I please. He knows the future. His desires for us will be accomplished because he loves us. He is good. He is powerful. He is majestic. Mm-hmm. He is everything. And the other scripture you talked about, loving the Father and loving others, that is it. Mm-hmm. And, and forming us into the image of Christ. Yeah. But the sufferings, they're going to come. We're not home yet. Yeah. So I have been so encouraged by what you've said. I still think you're super brave. I'm going to Canada <laughs> and California. <laughs> And I really didn't know, like, all the bits and pieces of how you guys got here. I was like, Bethel, Nikki, like, there's some, like, I knew a little. Love the car story. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's God's a nice so good. car that you was given to. Yes. Like, yo. Yes. Oh, yeah. God <laughs> like, yeah. Good. He don't, like, he didn't skimp out on he, that. He did and not. And you guys gave a nice SUV away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying, not that all that matters, but it's still, yeah, it's no, not like are, it was, yeah. Those are good details to share. Yes. God is, yeah. God's not a chintzy God. You know, <laughs> I'm so good. I love yeah. you. I'm oh, telling gosh. you, one thing I tell Nikki all the time and we joke about is um, <laughs> kingdom math. One plus one doesn't, <laughs> doesn't equal two take, in the kingdom. It really like, doesn't. One really? plus one can equal a million. God yeah. can multiply and do what he wants, you know? Yeah. His love is everlasting and his wisdom is, it's everything. Yeah. And it gets us through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn to the word. Keep your Bibles open. That's right. Yeah. I'm so, th- I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. And I'll even say this because my Bible hasn't always been open. And I will say I've ran to him a lot, but I also haven't, you know, and it's never too late. No. It's never too late Amen. to run to him, to open your Bible. Yep. To be at his feet. He knows everything anyways, yep. you know, and he's just such a patient God. I mean, such a patient God. I love um, that story or that song by Corey Asbury. Um, There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, running after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Amen. I love that song too. Oh, man. He gave me that song one season when I was just grieving like, God, I'm sorry I turned away again. And, you know, I should have ran to you. And he just, he gave me that song and he's like, Stace, I'll come back. I've been I've been running after you this whole time. Like I'm I'm a patient man. I will yeah. find you. And your decision to align your life with the Lord, He has rewarded you. And and you're right when you said that it's not what the world thinks, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes those things come like a car. It's nice to have, right? Yeah. Um, but the reward is is much deeper. It's much more 
I don't know, what's the word? Fulfilling, joyful, yeah. all the things that you need that sustain you through this life mm-hmm. is what you're doing with the, in that neighborhood with those kiddos. And, you know, what y'all do in this church when you serve and how you bless me. I mean, California girl. I know you're a Georgia girl, but you have a little bit of California because I had seaweed salad with you. Oh, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it really was so good. I, I really have to give props to Nikki on that. Yeah. She, she she picked that up in California and was like, all right, you okay. got to have this. So. so anybody that's listening to this who's not had seaweed salad, Lincoln actually won't sit now. Does it's he? Delicious. It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that's not anymore. But anyways, I just, yeah. It's a judge. Don't judge a book by its cover exactly with the seaweed salad. Right. I mean, yeah, it's good. Stuff. Just give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's my story. And it's um, a beautiful story. God was was so good and is is good. And I know that there there's probably going to be more trials to come. And I know that I can trust God like he has come through and yeah. there'll be moments where maybe I'm he'll have to remind me. But um you know, we're human. It's a process. We're yeah. learning. And yep. I just, again, want to encourage everybody, um, just run to the Father. and Yes, amen. Bring your hurts and ask Him, what does He have in exchange for that? I mean, He is a God where you can ask Him questions, and He will give you answers. And if He doesn't, I was told, ask different questions, <laughs> you know. That's good. Um, and so any time that I've ever come to the Father with something and prayed and asked Him to give me something different, mm-hmm. He always showed up. Mm-hmm. And it may have just been a picture in my mind of something or, um, you know, it's come in different ways, but He's always exchanged something. And that yep. verse in Isaiah, I mean, it is a great exchange, yeah. you know, beauty for yeah. ashes. Beauty for ashes. I mean, yeah, so... Um, I guess I can um, pray for mm-hmm. everybody if that's okay. That would be perfect. Thank I would you. I'd love to do that. Um, <clears throat> Jesus, thank you so much for who you are, mm-hmm. for how for how you relentlessly pursue us, God. And you know when we're hurting and when we just need a minute, mm-hmm. you're so patient. Yeah. God, I thank you for those times in my story where I didn't have the faith or I was afraid or I had crazy beliefs and you came and you tore it down <laughs> and you gave me something better, a great exchange of Thank you, beauty for ashes. And, and Lord, right now, whoever's listening, if, yeah. if there's something in the story that resonates with them or if they've gone through a hard time, lost a loved one to suicide or um, have struggled with a with any guilt or just any questions, I just, God, I just pray you'd come to them in a radical way and um, just love on them and just meet them where they're at, God. And I just pray that they would come to you and ask you, ask you questions, Lord. And um, just have that, that beautiful connection time with you. And God, I just, I pray for anyone who, um, just might be hurting or brokenhearted, and I pray that you would just come to them right now, Lord, and just give them joy for mourning. I just bless their spirits to just connect with you in a new way. They would see that you are a patient God, a strategic God, a personal God, and I just thank you for what you're going to do through this time 
that we sat here and shared our story and your word, Lord. I, I just thank you for what you're going to do through it. I know you have a plan in everything, and I thank you that you see the future, Lord, mm-hmm. and you're working things, all things together for your good, Lord. Amen. Amen. I love you.